Welcome to Divine Intimacy Radio, a co-production of EWTN Radio and SpiritualDirection.com, where we provide you with a spiritual haven of rest and explore the riches of the wisdom of the saints and the path to union with God. This is Dan and Stephanie Burke. Welcome to Divine Intimacy Radio, your radio haven of rest. Your hermitage of the heart. Your monastery of the mind where we lift our hearts and minds to heaven to draw on the wisdom of the saints to help us to navigate the tumult of life and with joy and peace. It's possible. Yes. It's actually supposed to be normal. Yes. For the Christian life. So uh, first, before we jump into the show, I just want to say thanks to EWTN. EWTN is just an awesome organization. And really, um, when you look at all the junk going on in the church, especially, uh, I'll just say it in Germany, uh, you know, I I think that Mother Angelica, AWTN, Bishop Fulton Sheen, that crew really kept the, the church in America from going uh, a lot worse places than it could have. So I'm so grateful for the work of AWTN and all their news efforts and everything to do and that they let us do the show. Very cool. God be praised. God be praised. All right. So what does spiritual direction sound like? It reminds me of that famous song. What did the fox say? Don't. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. We're not going there. But I, it, what does it sound? It just sounds like it's an animal and it makes a noise. But I guess that's not what they're really asking. But see, so they go on. To My say, apologies to everyone who knows that song. And it's now playing in their head. I don't even know the song. So. It seems like spiritual directors can only lead with questions. That is not the case. You want to answer that? No. However, um, as a, well, first of all, I think there's, there's needs to be clarity in that the true director in this relationship of director and directee, there is a third person and that's the bless, uh, the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit is the true director. Yeah. So the spiritual director is uh, the discerner and is helping to discern with the directee of how the Holy Spirit's moving, um, listening for movements, yeah. uh, listening for inspirations, listening for patterns in the person's spiritual life, their walk and their prayer life, all of this thing. And also looking to, to, to recognize what is off. So, that involves a lot of stuff you know, it, it involves questions, it involves feedback, it involves clarity and teaching. And so there's a lot going on there. Um, when I give direction, I'm utilizing all of that. It's not just asking questions. It's, yeah. I would say it's prayer and discernment at its very core. Yeah. And I think uh, sometimes you ask questions of the directee mm -hmm. and sometimes as you observe patterns, you'll talk with them about that and propose, you know, is this where the Lord's leading you? I guess that's a question, but it's not all just questions. In fact, it's, it's, it's modern spiritual direction, especially in the United States has been heavily inter influenced by a psychologist named Carl Rogers, who proposed that the only way that you should have um, someone in therapy come to conclusions is when they do it on their own. And that's not really um, a perfect model for spiritual direction. There, there are some good things about it, uh, the, the philosophy. In spiritual direction, you know, let's say somebody's in mortal sin and they're not aware of it. It's okay for the director to say, this 
behavior will send you to hell and yet you really should stop, you know, Um, directions are usually a lot more nuanced than that. I think in particular, this is important because there, there was a time in history when, you know, the catechesis that that individuals were receiving was better. Mm-hmm. Um, the even through homilies and, you know, so on and so forth. Right. Um, so nowadays, when our life is so um, modernized, it's so spread out, it's so compartmentalized where people maybe are just going to mass on Sunday and their catechesis has been very poor, you have to be able to fill in those gaps, gaps with assigning spiritual direction, uh, spiritual reading with assigning church documents, maybe um, the catechism, you know, books on prayer and the interior life and all of that. So you cannot just ask questions even though the Holy Spirit is going to work and he's going to do what he wants to do, um, I think we, we are called to enter into that rela- relationship in a deeper way to help people find uh, and fill in the gaps in their own catechesis that they may have experienced. So there's a lot going on in direction outside of just asking questions. There you go. What is the difference between mental prayer and listening to a Catholic evangelist? So I have an example. I have an analogy. <laughs> have, so what's the difference between mental prayer? And, so so let's go back to the first century. Okay. So if you watch The Chosen, you should have a good holy imagination. Let's go back to the first century. And Jesus is, let's say he's in the living room of the house. And you can decide to go talk to him. Or Matthew is in the backyard and they're both, of course, still alive. That you know, there's not been a crucifixion or any of that part of history. Who would you go listen to? Right. Ain't Matthew. I'm going to go sit at the feet of Jesus. Right. right? right. So it's not complicated. I mean, mental prayer is uh, made for the most intimate kind of it, communication with God. It is. Not, it can't be replaced by YouTube or listening to. Father Mike Schmitz, however amazing or he is. Or praise and worship music, as much as I love music. it. Yeah, Listen, right. I'm the first one to love praise and worship yeah. music. It it cannot replace your mental prayer time. Right. And, and people need to consider mental prayer time is, I, I talk about it, it's, it's akin to the marital embrace without a sexual connotation to it. It's one-on-one, Deepest no interruptions, the world falls away, it's you know, loving God and allowing yourself to be loved in return. It's deep intimacy in deep silence. Yeah. Um, and anything outside of that is going to, is going to interrupt it. And not only that, it's so important for your spiritual life. It's transformative. It will change your life. Yeah. That's the positive side. St. Yeah. Alphonsus Liguri, I think Teresa Vavala, um, both doctors of the church will tell you um, that if you're not practicing mental prayer, you're not going to make it. Right. It's too hard. But when you draw near to Jesus, you get to know him and you're walking with him on the narrow way in and through the sacraments, in and through all the graces that the church has to yeah. offer. Yeah. Mental prayer keeps you um, deeply rooted in Christ and deeply rooted in relationship with him. Yeah. And he so longs to be with us. I think if people could understand how he longs to be with each one of his beloved children Mm -hmm. in that one-on-one, to love them, to to bless them, to heal them, to restore them, to fill them. Yeah. 
he longs to be with you. Yeah. And, and why would you deny yourself such a great grace? Because you're busy because you know, whatever, allow yourself that time and you will never regret one minute spent in prayer. I can guarantee you that. And if this is appealing to you or this idea or Stephanie's plea to learn how to do mental prayer um, and you, you don't really quite understand it or, or what to do, head out to spiritualdirection.com and you can get a hold of, I did a, what is it, a five-part uh, series on, uh, on mental prayer called Into the Deep and it is free and it's on the events page and you can go to uh, it says into the deep it's a free free event but you can watch that series and and normally if you were to try to get something like this from any other organization you'd be paying for it because it cost us a lot to produce it we had four cameras set up and a very high full crew every full, it's full very very crew, high quality full audio crew it was very high yeah. quality so check out uh, finding peace through prayer into the deep based on my book into the deep finding peace through prayer and that'll help you to get started in mental prayer and uh, it's necessary to being an authentic disciple of Jesus that's right all right next question do you write your responses to examine questions or is it purely mental how do you respond as you say yes and no in your mind so what they're talking about is we recommend as does Teresa of Avila that the most basic practices for entering into the interior castle, what we call authentic discipleship, is beyond the foundation of the sacraments is daily mental prayer and the examine. Uh, the examine is a, is a practice you can do just in a few minutes, morning or evening, that evaluates your day and asks the question, where is God and where am I in relationship to God, basically? How am I doing in relationship to his call to me and all the various aspects of my life, my state in life, that sort of thing. So the question, then I'll read it again and you can take a swipe at it if you like. Mm -hmm. Do you write your responses down to the examined questions or is it purely mental? And do you respond, how do you respond as you say yes and no in your mind? Maybe describe the details of those. Well, for one, you and I use a form through Apostoli VA that you created uh -huh. where we have our plan of life, our plan of love. And so we are commitments to the Lord, whatever they are. And I divide them in uh, commitments to God and then to others. Mm -hmm. And, and so I'll, I'll run down that list and, you know, did I get up at my prescribed time? Did I take care of my auxilium Christianorum prayers? Mm -hmm. Did I pray my rosary, my mental prayer time? Did I, um, you know, we have a commitment to the liturgy of the hours. And so all of those things, I, I know, like at this point in my life, I know whether I completed those. And there's so much a part of the rhythm of my day that I don't necessarily have to check those off. I can just do a, a quick mental check and go, oh, yep, got everything completed. Um, that's good and good. But at the beginning, sometimes we need those mental cues. So we may use a checklist to do that. Uh, so I think if you're in the pre-purgative purgative way and you're starting out on this journey and you've made commitments to the Lord, I think those you're going to need to be more specific. So having some sort of notebook and some way of, of doing that, I think is very helpful. Um, as far as 
a, a more general examine of how did it, how did my day go? You know, I, I'm going to look starting at the beginning of my day up until that point at the end of my night, kind of from a 30,000 foot level. And I'm thinking about, well, did I get up on time? Did I pray? How are my encounters with my husband? How are my encounters with other people? Did I love and serve people well? And, oh, I was out in my car and I got irritated at that driver. And maybe, you know, this is not my issue, um, praise be to God, but maybe I was, I was angry and I yelled a word or made a hand sign, you know, oh, I need to take that to confession. Or I was rude to the cashier or the waitress or whatever, right? Things like that. Or, or my mother-in-law called and I, you know, I, I, you know, ended up saying something I wish I hadn't said or I was uncharitable. Those kind of things, I can make those notes and jot them down so that I can take them to confession. And then what we also do is a redemptive um, and it's just saying, Lord, I praise you for all these good things. Yeah. Why don't we continue when we get back from the break? Because I okay. think that's important. We'll okay. be right back. Hi, friends. We want to personally invite you to check out all of our upcoming retreats here at Avila. Head over to spiritualdirection.com forward slash events or click on the events tab on the top of spiritualdirection.com and sign up now for one of our powerful mini retreats, setting the captives free or into the deep or divine intimacy in marriage. Now with both live and online options, our mini retreats can be live streamed right into your living room or parish meeting room. Discover why these events sell out time and time again. That's spiritualdirection.com forward slash events register today there is a growing need for well-formed solid spiritual directors in the church today the avila institute in collaboration with heart of christ spiritual direction program offers a certificate in spiritual direction for those who feel called to accompany others in their journey towards god the program is grounded in ignatian and carmelite spirituality based on a catholic worldview and draws on the wisdom of the saints with an emphasis on biblical principles and the new evangelization this program offers both online and on-site classes Discover more and apply today at avala-institute.org. This is Dan and Stephanie Burke. Welcome back to Divine Intimacy Radio. Before the break, Stephanie was talking about the uh, examine mm-hmm. and how to do that daily. And we, you sort of kind of got cut off, which we were talking about the redemptive examine, right. which fundamentally is we look at all of this as positive. If I see that I've sinned, I don't Praise go be to flagellate God. Yeah. myself. It's like, okay, I'm sorry you know, let's, if it's a pattern, let's break the pattern. Let's work hard. Yeah. When I say praise be to God is that I'm aware, right? Yeah, I'm aware that I've sinned so that, and then there's a remedy. So I can take that to confession. If it's venial, I can do a confitier right there and I can offer that to God and get rid of it. Um, So the redemptive examine is both checking our day against those things that were an affront to the Lord or to others Mm -hmm. and, or both, uh, or I rather it's and praising God mm-hmm. for those moments of grace. Thank you, Lord, for the exchange of love with my husband. Thank you, Lord, uh, for that beautiful phone call or that text um, that was an encouragement or an act of love. Thank you for the phone call from my son. You mm-hmm. know, whatever it is that was a grace moment in our day that we can praise God and thank him for that. Thank you, Lord, for our priest. Thank you that I was able to receive the Eucharist today. Thank you for uh, the sacrament of confession. I don't think people understand the power of a heart full of gratitude. Mm -hmm. A heart full of gratitude drives out resentment. A heart full of gratitude 
brings healing, restoration, and oneness uh, with the Lord and those that he's entrusted to us. So this idea of, of looking back on our day and praising the Lord for all that he's given to us is a beautiful way to end your day, um, to go into your night in peace, and then you're ready to rise again. All right. Very good. If you want to learn more about the redemptive examine, you can head out to spiritualdirection.com and type in redemptive examine and you'll find out you'll get a document that describes what, what Stephanie was, was talking about. Um, so this is a good question for, uh, I don't know when this will air. It may air after Lent. I don't know, but, uh, regardless, you do mortifications, whether it's Lent or not, how can I be sure if the intent of my mortifications are for spiritual and not personal benefits specifically right regarding to good things I should be doing anyway, like exercise, you know, some people you can get overly scrupulous mm -hmm. about their, and they, and this, these are all good people, by the way, like nobody cares about this. Who's not heading from good to better. It's like, well, I realize my motives are mixed because I want to see my muscles grow. So when I look in a mirror <laughs> or, or I'm tired of not fitting into my jeans, right? Well, either way, right. <laughs> Right. Um, but you also know you're responsible for taking care of your body and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Look, you know, I just can't conceive of a human being, unless they're a saint, not having some kind of mixed motives for doing any good. Mm -hmm. You know, um, yeah, you know, it's it can people have pure motives, sure, but I you just gotta forget it. Just, if you if you have mixed motives, you have mixed motives. Just go do the good thing. Mm -hmm. And eventually the Lord will purify your motives. That's, I don't know, do you, do you agree with that? Yeah, and I, I think you just have to consider that that desire to be, how do I say this without sounding like somebody else's jingle, to, to refine, I'm going to reword it, yeah. to refine and perfect this temple of the Holy Spirit that you've been given, uh -huh. right? In, in all its facets, mind, body, soul, spirit, all of that, that's fine. The Lord's placed that desire on you. He wants you to be free. He wants you to be able to be able to squat down and pick up your granddaughter. You know, he wants you to have a healthy body mm -hmm. because the healthier you are, the more that you can complete the mission that he's given to you, unless he's given you one to suffer, suffer and, yeah. and be ill for the sake of that redemptive suffering and, and, and suffering that for others and, and for the whole church. And, and those, the, those situations do occur. But other than that, the motive to be healthy isn't a negative, right. you know. Um, now, if the motive is so that you can fit into the, you know, um, you know, the, I don't know, whatever those, those different designer dresses are so that you can vainly go to a party, that's something you shouldn't do. Right. Um, but to be healthy and to do something that you need to do anyway for your health, I wouldn't worry about it. I would just make it an offering to the Lord and keep going. What about if a person has a root sin of vanity? Um, well, then they should not work out in front of mirrors. <laughs> yeah. They, maybe that's a good thing. I mean, seriously. It, really, if you have a root sin of vanity, that doesn't mean you let yourself go. Please. Don't let yourself go. You have a responsibility to be happy, clean, mm -hmm. um, well holy. cared for, holy, 
and in a decent amount of health for the sake of those he's entrusted to you, just don't look in the mirror. And if somebody gives you a compliment, say thank you and move on. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if, if your root sin is vanity, then it's good to fast from looking at yourself in the mirror. I, I'm, and I'm being dead serious. Yeah. Uh, or taking pictures of yourself and posting them, you know, of your workout. <laughs> on, uh, or really or on social media or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's really weird. Yeah. Okay. Is divine intimacy for mental prayer or spiritual reading? It's a great question. So their divine intimacy is a book. And some of you may not know that. You might just think, oh, it's just a radio show or a podcast, whatever. But the podcast was named after a book and it was published by or compiled by uh, Father Gabriel of St. Mary Magdalene. Who is one, he a blessed or anything? I think is his cause is up. I don't know if the producer can look that up, but I think his cause is 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 creeping, but I don't know for sure. But it I, is he, certainly an extraordinary book. Yeah. Well, listen, it's out for uh, outside of scriptural reflection. There, I've never encountered a book that is better to do daily meditations on than than Divine Intimacy. Mm -hmm. But it is more spiritual reading than it is mental prayer. But it can lead you to mental prayer. I don't know if you've ever experienced that using oh, yeah. it. Way back when, you know, probably 10, 12 years ago or whatever, um, I was very dedicated to reading through divine intimacy. And I would do my mental prayer on scripture using the better part, um, which is a, a resource that we recommend for mental prayer. Uh, for script, you know, Christian meditation, which was extraordinary, and then I would read Divine Intimacy. So I didn't use it solely for my mental prayer time. Um, I used it for spiritual reading, but it became mental prayer because of its richness. Mm -hmm. So it, it was kind of like an add-on. What I found extraordinary about this, and maybe this was just a special grace, but you know, they it comes with kind of a daily theme, whatever it is, humility, patience, you know, different kind of themes that come through it. And what I found is that the Lord was truly working through that time of prayer with that, with that passage um, in my daily life. And it was awesome. Yeah. It was an extraordinary resource because I, I do think it is deeply graced. Yeah, I do too. I think it's, it's, if you want to learn spiritual theology in small bites, you know, it has two meditations a day, two prayers a day, and it does teach you in the book how to practice mental prayer and spiritual reading that will lead to mental prayer. You can find that book out at spiritualdirection.com uh, and go to the shop page, and then uh, it you may need to pass through to the Sophia Institute Press website if it's not on our page, but I'm definitely going to work on getting it on our page because it's covered. Uh, in our system yeah it's beautiful it's a great book so um i'm gonna have to give this one to you because i don't know the answer mm. any advice on receiving in re working toward healing from a father wound oh that's a deep question i think we all have parental wounds of some sort and just don't i haven't met any perfect parents except for Mary, Joseph, and our Lord. Um, and, and you know, people bring what they have. They bring their strengths, their weaknesses, their imperfections, um, all of that. 
to the table when they become parents. And for the most part, I think people really desire to give their children nothing but good. Um, but often the woundedness is so extreme and the lack of self-awareness is so extreme that it causes deep wounds. Um, I have experienced deep wounds in the, in the father area. And I think the most important thing is, first of all, to do a deep reflection on God the Father and his love for us and also the prayer that he gave to us. And if we reflect on the Our Father and it says, you know, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive, right? As we forgive. We are entering into, a, you know, this contract with the Lord of sorts of saying, Lord, I'm asking you as I pray this on a daily basis, whether it's in the context of the Mass or in my daily prayer, that you forgive me as I've forgiven others. And there's no little bracket in the middle of that prayer that says, if everybody was on their best behavior or um, if they merit the forgiveness or whatever it is. And this is not... And I, and I say this with deep love and deep tenderness and, and understanding the deep sacredness of this. It is not to say that the wounds that have been um, done to you or, or the wounds that you have experienced, it, it, it's not to excuse what's been done, to, ex, to excuse that pain. Um, and the Lord's not asking for you to excuse what they did. But he is asking you to forgive as we ask him to forgive us. Why is that? Unforgiveness poisons us. It poisons us, and and we'll keep talking about this when we get back here in a minute. Um, but when... We're in the second segment. Oh, we can't. Okay. Yeah. So quickly, he asks us to forgive and to leave him to, to take care of that for us so that his grace can heal us and restore us. So we leave the forgiveness to him. We know that when we forgive in Jesus' name, he brings to perfection that area of healing that we need. And then we surrender that to the Lord. And I would add at the end of saying, in the name of Jesus, I forgive my father for enlisting those, that you ask that all curses be turned into blessings that the that your father be restored a hundredfold and you set him free so with that until next time may the god of peace make you perfect in holiness may he preserve you whole and entire spirit soul and body irreproachable at the coming of our lord jesus christ amen Learn more about the interior life. Visit spiritualdirection.com. Divine Intimacy Radio is a co-production of EWTN Radio and spiritualdirection.com and heard worldwide on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network.